America, my name is I'm Yosef Firmpong. I come to you live every Friday. Today I'm coming to you on Monday just to talk about artificial intelligence for a little bit. Because, you know, some students always ask me, well, you know, what about AI? AI is going to save us all. AI is going to take all of our jobs. Artificial intelligence gonna, is, is going to take over the world. And I'm trying to tell you, people, the computers can do certain things, but it can't think. Right. And what does that mean? Right. So they'll have studies that say, like, well, you know, if a computer programmer takes over the hiring manager job of uh, instead of like a hiring manager and picks the, the, the staff, the staff will be more efficient. It predicts uh, better employees better than even a manager would or a, person, a human resource manager. Well, one, we pick bad human resource managers. <laughs> Two, um, it assumes. Uh, it assumes that when you pick a worker, you're looking merely for shareholder profit, regardless of that person's humanity. It sees workers as, it sees humans as species of workers, not workers as species of humanity, as a classification or speciation of humanity. What does that mean? It means that when the algorithm picks a worker, it's not worried about making sure that the worker can also sustain the worker's other rights. <laughs> You know, your household gets off at five or whatever. And it's going to pick the person who can be the easiestly exploited. Exploited. So it's going to have a justice. It's not going to have the same justice worries as a human resource manager who actually understands that they're picking a kind of human to work for them, not um, an essential worker who works first and isn't and doesn't have any other source of their being. Right. So are you picking a human who is a worker or a worker who happens to be like made of meat, flesh? Right. If you're doing the latter, then an AI program can pick the better employee. But if you're doing the former, then you need a person that can actually balance the needs of the company in a more holistic fashion insofar as they'll have be in a relationship with the workers in a way that supports the humanity of the workers and you manage just the capacity to enter into all sorts of other legitimate institutions. You don't have to care if when the AI picks the employee, the AI doesn't care if the employee um, can fulfill all of their other responsibilities. Right. And if your company is just trying to like gin up shareholder profit, then yeah, maybe the AI, the artificial machine should be able to make employment decisions. But that would be a degradation of work, honestly, of, of working being a specification of, way, of a way of being a human. Right? It's the same reason we don't want AI's uh, artificial intelligence machines picking which countries we go to war with and even which tactics we use to fight those countries. Because we're still dealing with other humans. They might be enemies, but they're not aliens. If they, now, if they were aliens, complete aliens, as in like they shared no common humanity with us and no other institutions with us, then just using an AI to figure out the most efficient way to kill them, that might be appropriate. But insofar as we are always dealing with other people who are in some way the same as us, they just might be specified as being a, a, a temporary enemy. We want a person making that decision. We want a person making that decision and not an AI. And this is one reason why, you know, when artificial cars start killing people the way people kill people, it's, you know, it's hard to forgive someone who um, gets in a car accident and kills a loved one or whatever. 
Um, but it's going to be a lot harder to, conv to forgive an algorithm that kills your loved one. And that's, and that's going to be the issue. So there are all of these human relationships that we can't easily substitute artificial intelligence for, both at the top level in generals and at the lower level. Like, I don't want an AI babysitting my kid. Um, uh, and it's not about efficiency necessarily. It's about relationships with humans. And can AIs um, think about humans in their holistic way? And can they be, or will they only be programmed to? And then now there's also the issue about, do you want AI doing product development? Insofar as I was talking to a venture capitalist and he was like, well, I believe in artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is so important. And that's great. But then I was like, well, you're a venture capitalist. Do you want to be able to pitch to an algorithm? Or do you want to pitch to a board full of people and take their question? And he said, no, when I pitch, I want to be able to pitch to people and, and take their questions. I was like, why don't you want to pitch to an algorithm? And he was like, well, I don't know. And I told him why he doesn't know. He doesn't want to pitch to an algorithm because he might be pitching a product that, hasn't, that doesn't have a market yet. That's meeting a need that hasn't been expressed yet. Right? And this is apparently Steve Jobs' genius. You, you, you have the product that there isn't a market for yet. So the data won't show that there is a market for it. But you have some sort of deeper insight into the human condition so that you can you know, create the product. Um, I would like to see some comparative studies about matchmakers, like you know, you know, Jewish matchmakers or uh, in, uh, 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 Indian matchmakers, Southeast Asian math matchmakers versus like a Tinder algorithm or a match algorithm and see who has better, who's better at the job. I, I don't know. I suspect. I don't know. I'm a little curious as to see who would be better at that particular job. I'm going to look in chat real quickly because I think you guys might have some ideas uh, about I'm a little... um, who, that, who, would, who that would be. I don't know. I, do, you trust, do you trust the aunties, the extended family, like narrowing down to three? If you, had to, if you were going to be forced to marry someone, would you, um, would you trust like the aunts narrowing down to three or would you trust uh okay uh, the algorithm narrowing down to three if you had to be forced to marry one of them i don't know i, th I think i think it's possible that the the, uh, the the aunties might do a better job maybe i'll ask students that on wednesday i will i'll ask students that on wednesday but uh, so you don't want the algorithm making you don't want the algorithm making uh political decisions you don't want the algorithm making decisions about the wholeness of communities and what we do to uphold communities. Right? Same reason you don't want the algorithm deciding if, if you should get a divorce. Right? So like there are these institutional relationships, even in civil society, like I said, if you're a virtual capitalist, you don't want to pitch to the algorithm. I don't want the algorithm deciding if I should do a YouTube show. I want you guys deciding if I should do a YouTube show. And people, if you, because depending on who you talk to, if I just say, like, I'm a black guy who studies philosophy and I think it'll be an interesting uh, 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 experience for the people um, to, to hear me kind of talk about race and politics and the, through a philosophical lens, the algorithm might say that there's no market for that. And I was like, well, I can create a market. And you, people, if you spread this video around, you will, you will prove me right. I will have created a market that didn't exist prior to me doing this um for this right so the idea is that 
if there can be historically attested information, the algorithm might be better than pe people. If it's going off of uh, opinion, I want Siri to pick my significant other. <laughs> um, but uh, the, uh, if there's a historically attested like opinion data, the algorithm can kind of crunch in an obvious way, then the algorithm's going to be better. But if it's actually, um, if it's something that is new, who's going to judge something new? The viability and even the normativity of something new, something that like, even if it's not popular, might ought to be the case. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I want people thinking, right? So the algorithm, you don't want it deciding which wars we go to. You don't even really want it deciding the tactics in the war. You don't want it to decide um, who you should, whom you should marry necessarily. You don't want it to decide if you think you want it to decide who you should hire. It's only because you're not trying to hire a person. You're trying to hire a robot and the algorithm's going to tell you which person's going to be easily exploitable. <laughs> right? Um, so you don't want uh, you don't want the algorithm to be mediating very important human relationships unless those human relationships are actually instrumental relationships in which case the algorithm is pretty good at that if it's just an instrumental relationship if all you're going if you're going to let the algorithm do the hiring uh, based on shareholder profit and who they think that like based on their gpa and all these other things uh, based on who will like be easily the most easily exploited person, the algorithm might do that better than hiring managers and like logistical issues better than hiring managers. But if you're actually thinking about the other person as a human, that's not. I mean, the algorithm is only going to be as good as the human engineers who engineered it, and isn't going to be able to account for new new phenomenon in the same way. I, I was thinking. Um, talk a little bit about music and I was working with my kid uh, uh, on her violin etude is Wolfheart number four and the, the etude's just a bunch of uh, kind of arpeggios and, and small scales there aren't really musical phrase breaks and I'm pretty I was a mus pretty good musician for a long time so I, I can kind of identify phrase breaks pretty easily but the phrase breaks aren't really um, obvious and so I just, uh, she made a mistake and I was like, all right, so go back to the phrase, the beginning of the phrase, it starts around here. And then she corrected me and said like, dad, doesn't it really start around here? And to which I said, oh, huh. yeah, you're right. And the thing is, you're not going to be able to reduce phrase breaks to an algorithm. And people will say like, no, 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 like music's really math and you'll be able to reduce it. I'm sure a computer will be able to identify phrasing. Not this kind of piece. It's not a real piece. It's just a bunch of, it's, it's just an etude. And I think there'll be a lot of false positives if you let the algorithm try to identify phrasing in music. Without, and maybe you could, I mean, if you program in the music, like the, the breath markers and dynamic markers and all of that stuff, then the, the computer might have a fighting chance. But other than that, it's just not going to be able to identify the phrasing. Because there's an element of spirit that then uh, conforms uh, you know, the notes, right? So it's not going to be a matter of just reckoning. It's about thinking. And thinking is going to be a, a quality of kind of intuiting a whole or seeing it as a whole and then breaking it into parts based on what it is as a whole. So, um, yeah, uh, computers don't see holes. Holes as in W-H-O-L-E and then the function of those holes and then how to break those holes into parts. They will, they'll identify, you know, pre-programmed 
um, presuppositions. So if you don't trust the computer to appreciate the beauty in a marriage, then you probably shouldn't trust the computer to tell you when to get a divorce. If you don't trust the computer to appreciate the whole relationship between you and a competitor, then don't um, trust the computer to tell you when to go to war and how to prosecute that war. If you don't trust the computer to appreciate the whole of the business and what that business means in the community, then don't trust the computer to make hiring decisions about how that business um, hires or operates within the community, right? So all of these kinds of relationships that depend on a holistic view of the, and shaping the whole and governing the whole and what the whole should be, aren't, aren't, aren't issues where the AI can actually do. But like logistical issues, if I want to go to like the fastest way from point A to point B, yeah, I mean, there's even a place where like, I might trust a career trucker more than an AI. But I think AI could get really good at that. Uh, especially if everyone has Bluetooth and it's getting constant information about traffic jams and all of that stuff and light timing. So I think that kind of technical stuff, even if AI isn't there yet, it can get there. But these holistic decisions about meaningful aspects of life, especially interrelations between human beings who are treated as human beings and not merely workers who, have to, who happen to be human or like enemies who happen to be human, but as humans who happen to be enemies and humans who happen to be workers. Those kinds of decisions, you need someone thinking about the sameness of the people, thinking uh, about the relationship and in in a, in a thinking and not just reckoning. All right. So thank you for your time. And, uh, you know, don't let your hiring, don't let your company start hiring through artificial intelligence. It might be more efficient for shareholder profit, but it'll be degrading in other ways. Um, it'll be, they might, the AI might hire the more efficient worker, but it'll hire the more efficient worker because it'll be the worker who's easier to exploit. And so you just end up calcifying and, um, uh, um, labor culture of exploitation. All right, thank you for your time. And I will see you on Friday. Bye. Oh, by the way, if you appreciate me, um, www.funkyacademic.com. You know, go to kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month. Because I'm giving you quality of knowledge. It's not obvious that you'll get without me. <laughs> so you're welcome. Kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month. www.funkyacademic.com.